0: Welcome to That's So Romantical. We are two sisters that love to discuss all the romantic things from books to movies and more.
1: We just love talking about love. Hi, Heather. Hi, Amber. Okay, so this assignment that you gave me for this podcast was a little bit difficult for me. We decided to do a follow-up on our podcast that was out last week on our favorite movie Kisses. So we said, let's do a podcast on our favorite book, Kisses. But we narrowed it down to three, three top book, <laughs> Kisses. And this was difficult for me because only a few of them stood out in my mind. So maybe that means it's easy, actually. Maybe it was easier since there's only a few book Kisses of mine that stood out in my mind. So we're talking about our favorite book, Kisses, and what they are. And I think we should talk about like why they're our favorite. What makes them memorable? Which do you prefer? Do you prefer movie
0: on-screen kisses, or do you prefer reading
1: book kisses? Do you have
0: a preference?
1: That's a good question. I think I don't really have a preference because to me, they each have something so unique about it and so cool. Like so, I guess I I guess I equally enjoy them for different reasons yeah I kind what of about agree you?
0: well when I first thought about that question I thought for sure prefer book kisses because you're kind of like in the moment <clears throat> you're reading the words that and I feel like sometimes words can have a more emotional effect upon me than just watching a movie because you can actually be inside a character's head but then as I was thinking about it but there's sometimes some actors that can just act so well and they help you to to feel everything that a book could have written. So um, I think if I had to choose, I would say I prefer book kisses, but I do actually really like on-screen kisses
1: as well. Well, I can say that I have in my mind more movie kisses that I, I could recall.
0: Well, you know what? As you have mentioned that earlier, I was thinking, because I had a hard time with this assignment as well. And I was wondering why. And I think probably because I have rewatched my favorite kiss scenes over and over and over again. And I don't reread books very often. And so I haven't read through those kiss scenes as often as I've watched my favorite kiss scenes. Does that make sense? So that's why really? I feel like this was harder for me because I just haven't read, reread and read the kissings, kiss scenes, my favorite kiss scenes in books as I have watched my favorite kiss scenes. Because um, I agree with you. I think this was a little bit of a, a more challenging um assignment, but also, I only just recently started to highlight, because I read usually with a Kindle. I very rarely read actual hardback books anymore. Um, but the nice feature about a Kindle is you can highlight parts. Um, and so I've been trying to um, to be highlighting those kiss parts or the I love you declaration parts and other certain parts of books I've been more recently highlighting. So books I read a while ago or paperback books, they've just kind of faded from my memory a little bit. So I'm sure that there's probably books I love and I've loved the Kissings in, but because it was so long ago and I haven't reread it, it's just kind of faded from my memory. So a lot of the books that I'm going to talk about today are just kind of more recent reads for me.
1: Yes. And I read more than I watch movies. So it's hard to cipher through all of those books I've read, like don't have a tendency to blur all together, but it's hard to pick out things from them because there's just so many. It's just kind of like a needle in a haystack kind of thing. Whereas movies, yeah, it's that's more of a rare thing for me to watch a movie. So it's easier to pick from because there's less less to choose from, I guess. But you're right, the words that's one thing I love about the book, Kisses, is because it's words and words are so beautiful. And can evoke motion and then you can create it in your mind how you want it to be like it becomes kind of your own mm-hmm. in a way too yeah but the movies kisses we had talked about before you have visually and there's usually music going with it so it's I feel it's a kind of more maybe more of an immersive experience because it's kind of hitting a lot of different s- senses is that the right word or s- stimulations you'd know, like you hear the music, you see it, you feel it. You know, there's a lot of things going into it. Whereas when you're reading a book, you're just reading it and then in your mind, visualizing it. But I It's love- a little
0: more work. You have to put more work into it because you have to imagine all those things. Whereas yes. in a movie, you could just sit back and relax and watch.
1: And I love music in movies. That's one of my yeah. favorite things. So soundtracks. So I wish I, sometimes I'm like, I just need to re- reread this scene right now and put a song playing as i'm reading it and then i think i'll be completely fulfilled in my experience
0: that would be kind of cool actually all right so i couldn't really figure out which was number one my number two my number three they're all kind of all favorites right so i'm just gonna kind of go in an order that i've i've just sort of
1: randomly arbitrarily picked okay So I started off last time. So why don't you give your first favorite kiss that you want to share? Okay. I'm so curious
0: what you (laughs) think, by the way. I know. I'm curious because oftentimes we talk a little bit about these topics beforehand, but we didn't really talk about this one. Mm -mm. So I don't even know. I know one of the books. I know one of the scenes that you're going to pick. And you know one of my scenes that I'm going to pick, but I don't know any of your others. So my number three is actually... And like I said, this was hard. I had to go back and kind of reread certain, or pick out certain books that I was like, "Oh, I think that one had a good kiss scene," and kind of reread So this was one of them that I did not reread the whole book, just reread this certain part. It's "We Hunt the Flame" by Hafsa Faisal. This was one of those books that took me by surprise. And actually, when I first, I guess quote unquote, read it, I actually listened to it. It was an audio book that I listened to, so I actually never read the book. So when I went back and I was looking through, I actually was reading this particular scene and reading the scene had a bigger impact to me, I think, than when I was actually listening to the scene. So this is kind of towards the end of the first book. This book is a duology. It's kind of towards the end. And you know, throughout the whole thing that these two characters have had chemistry, it's been building and building, you know, it's kind of one of those slow slow burn type of books. But at this point, the main character, female Zafira has she's kind of lost her mind, meaning like she's not thinking straight. There's kind of like this darkness clouding her her mind. So she's not thinking straight. And so she's running and she's getting chased by her assassin companion, Nasir. And he ends up tackling her. And he's trying to think like how am I going to get her back, bring her back from this darkness, this cloud that's kind of invading her mind right now. And so he Ends up kissing her, but like there's there's more to this though. He doesn't it just go in right away and and kiss her. It's kind of like one of those slow burn building type. There's lots of fantastic words building up before we actually get to them. Their lips touching. Words like teasing and tasting and watching and waiting and throaty and intoxicated and and things like that. So there's all these fantastic words that the author uses, and then finally their lips touch. But reading this scene was a different, like I said, it was a different experience than listening to it because the way that the author broke down this paragraph when their lips first touch. And so she building it all up, building it all up, and then finally their lips touch. And that's its whole that's its own sentence right there. Its own paragraph. Then the next paragraph is once barely. And then the next paragraph is twice scarcely. The next paragraph is and, the next paragraph is her world, next paragraph disappeared. So it reads, Hmm. their lips touched once, barely, twice, scarcely, and her world disappeared. But the way that the author, and I don't know if this was the author's idea or her editor, but the way that it's broken down like that with each of those with their own line, it just felt like you're kind of tiptoeing into this kiss, and I just really liked how it was laid out. And I never really thought about that, about how sentence structure or paragraph structure could affect, you know, the way that you're experience, experiencing a scene. And so hmm. it was just a fantastic way to get into this kiss. And the buildup for this was probably my favorite, which is she takes it nice and slow. And I don't know, it's just, it's just fantastic. It's a really great book. It should be read by everyone. The audio book is fantastic. It has my favorite audio narrator, Steve West, but I think reading it would be fantastic as well. So that is my number three. Now I know you read or listened to that book, Amber. Do you remember that kiss at all?
1: Yes, so he, I remember he him her tackling her. Like, yeah, Yeah, but I think like you, I just listened to it. I never read that book. So it's interesting to hear how it was printed mm-hmm. and- each phrase having its own paragraph, so it makes it makes you pause, which a kiss does. I guess if it's a one kiss, there's a pause, and then another one. So it's almost forcing you to almost experience kind of what she's experiencing in a in a different way. You know, the audio I don't think made that pause like that. So it's cool that she structured the text of those words. That's cool. I'm glad you shared that. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, well, and it's got one of my favorite tropes, which is assassin.
0: I just love assassin books. So um, there's a lot. There's it's fantasy. So if you like fantasy, it's definitely one to check out and reread. So I might reread it soon.
1: Yeah. Okay. So like I said, so when you gave this assignment or we talked about how we're going to pick out our top three favorite, because I thought, okay, well, what comes out of my mind? Is there three kisses that jump out of my mind? There is one that I wanted to share. And the reason there's kind of a little bit of intention behind because it's a book that you and I, seriously, you and I have read. We've been waiting for the final book in the series to come out. And there I not know what you're gonna say. <laughs> there is a first kiss, or all the kisses that I'm sharing are all first kisses, by the way. So there's a first kiss of this, and I liked it a lot. It's called, it's from the Black Witch series, and there's two characters, and there's actually kind of multiple in this series. There's multiple love interests in this series. So this is one of the quote-unquote love interests, and it's between her and him.
0: Is it the first bed of in the book, period, in the first book? Yeah. Okay, and it's they're in the, the hallway. It's the first book,
1: in their hallway. Yes. Okay. I have a thing about hallway kisses, Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: kiss you too <laughs> yes oh. so it's
1: between her the character's name is lucas and he actually finds out that she's never kissed before and so he goes to give her 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 first kiss and he's kind of at this point in this book he's actually kind of the bad guy he's not I don't, right. he's we don't know the, that much about him yeah he's kind of the dark one i like that one because he is kind of like this uh darker character mysterious like you don't know his intentions. For me, he seems kind of like the bad boy in this situation, but she, but she's drawn to him. Uh, he looks like he's trouble, and her brother doesn't want her to be involved with him. And he has like he's powerful because the book, you know, the book involves magic, and so he's kind of tempting. Takes her into the hall to kiss her, and she kisses him. It's a first kiss, and there are definitely something like engages between the two of them when they kiss because they're two magics really like each other but it's a good it's a good kiss it's one of those again like hallway pushes her up against doesn't push her up against but he leans against the wall what i like about that kiss is like you kind of wonder what are the It's almost like they first meeting and you think what are his intentions like why does he kiss her like is he kissing her to tease her does he kiss her because he wants to like is he curious like a lot happens after this first kiss and you have no idea. I guess me reflecting back, I think about all that happens since that first kiss. So at the time of the first kiss, you're like very unsure. Like, what does this mean? And part right. of you almost doesn't trust him. You think he's just playing with her. So, right.
0: Next on my list is a more recent one, a recent read. And we've talked about this book on a podcast before. And we've talked about this particular scene. So obviously I like it a lot. It's the cheat sheet by Sarah Adams. And again, it's a hallway kiss. <laughs> what is it about the There's a theme. This was a fantastic hallway kiss. It's a, I kind of consider it to be like a slow burn kiss because he's trying to, they're kind of in this fake relationship and they haven't kissed yet. They need to sell, they need people to believe that they are actually boyfriend and girlfriend, that they're actually dating, Um, but they haven't kissed yet. Well, they did do like a little peck, but this is away from prying eyes. They're in a hallway all by himself, And, and so he and she are, you know, close together. Again, he pushes her against the wall. He's sort of talking her into this kiss. He's trying to tell her, well, pretend like this is nothing new. Pretend like I've kissed you a thousand times and pretend like I know every inch of you and Pretend like oh, and the, there's this face. He says, "Pretend I'm off my face for you." And so, and this whole time he's saying this. He's kind of he's getting closer and he's getting closer and he's kind of grazing his his lips and his hands across her skin. And you can just tell it. she's just so ready for him to just come in. And I feel like as a as a reader, I was feeling that too. And I was just so ready for when finally he does come in to kiss it was like finally yes because I've been waiting for this for so long it was just a fantastic romantic kiss for me so
1: and memorable yep that's a good one
0: yes and so one of my favorite parts is when he is she, she or he breaks the kiss or he whispers her name against my throat I just love it when they whisper their names <laughs> but then he he kisses her throat he bites it gently soothes it with another kiss I just thought that
1: that was pretty steamy but clean, yeah.
0: you know, like, so good.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great one. Again, we've said that's probably uh, one of our all-time favorites. That's why we mention it here. Okay, so my number two is from one of my favorite book series. And this is a really, I wouldn't say it's a fun kiss. I mean, it's fun as a reader when you read it. The book is The Quill Prince by Holly Black. And it's a great series. Absolutely. I always recommend it to, my friends to read it so what I love about this kiss is this kiss is not a kiss of love this kiss is almost like a kiss of torture
0: (laughs) I don't remember it you're going to have to tell tell me about it
1: okay so the two characters in this book so he's the prince he's the fairy prince and she is actually human and she lives in the fairy world because her dad kidnapped her and took her into the who is a fairy kidnapped her and raised her in this fairy world and she's human and she basically has tormented this prince his entire life because unfortunately he is intrigued by her and he feels shame that he finds her so fascinating and he's trying because she's a human because she's a human so and he's tried to like push her away push her out of his mind Um, so he is actually very cruel to her, seemingly cruel to her, but he never, when you realize that he actually protects her in little ways, as much as he can without people knowing, but to everyone else, it looks like he's being cruel and she thinks he's being cruel. And so she has in her, in the kind of like her revenge or in her rise to power or how to like overcome this world, this fairy world where everyone's trying to repress her and tease her and torment her. She wants to rise to power. That's kind of her goal. And her one of her goals is to like take him down because he's the prince. Unknowingly, though, she doesn't know that he is tormented. Like basically like, I don't know. I wouldn't say he loves her. He just has these feelings for her and she has, she has no clue. Kind of obsessed with her. Yes. And so she, through the book, she starts to kind of figure this out and they're, and they're always like at each other. There's definite tension between them. And because they are attracted, they're both attracted to each other. So I think it's this: their feelings of attraction to each other opposing their status, how they're not supposed to like each other. So it causes a lot of tension. So there's this part where she is—they're like in a study or something—and she has them, has a knife up to him, and he's in a chair.
0: So, so I, she guess has, I have
1: to go back. To so she has the knife to his throat. So she's like. You basically, so she gets to the point Like you hate me because you want me. So the next thing she does is she kisses him. She's like, so she's. he doesn't look nearly as alarmed by that as I might expect. Not nearly as alarmed as when I bring my mouth to his. And then it goes on to talk about the kiss. It's Carden's cruel mouth is surprisingly soft. And for a long moment after our lips touch, he still is a statue. His eyes close, lashes brushing my cheek. I shudder as you're supposed to when someone walks over your grave. Then his hands come up, gentle as they glide over my arms. If I didn't know better, I'd say his touch was reverent. But I do know better. His hands are moving slowly because he's going, trying to stop himself. He doesn't want this. He doesn't want to want this. He tastes like sour wine. I can feel the moment he gives in and gives up, pulling me to him despite the threat of the knife. He kisses me hard with a kind of devouring desperation. Fingers digging into my hair. Our mouths slide together. Teeth over lips, over tongues. Desire hits me like a kick to the stomach. It's like fighting, except what we're fighting for is to crawl inside each other's skin.
0: Is that the end of the scene, or does there? No, there's more, but that's the
1: end. That's the cool part of the kiss, so. Okay. So it's like a, is that a love kiss?
0: it's kind of like an obsession kiss, a passion kiss or something, but it's still good. Yeah, I do. The funny thing is, I, I don't remember like a lot of details from the book, but I do remember really liking the book as I was reading it. So um, I need to, like, like I said earlier, I need to start highlighting those points in my book so I can go back and just reread my favorite parts over and over again. So, because that was a good part. So my number one. this so when anybody asks me, like, what's your favorite kiss scene from a book, this is always the first one that pops into my head. So I don't know that that means it's my favorite, or it's just the one that I is most clear. In wait, my maybe mind. maybe your number
1: one. Maybe I need to say my number one before you say your number one. Well, I think so wait, chronological, It's from it the same book.
0: <coughs> it's from the same book, but it's two different scenes. Because I know what you're. I know which one you're gonna pick. I'm pretty sure. But yours happens. I think prior to when mine happened so do you want to say yours first
1: yeah because mine I think is their very first kiss
0: okay Lo- okay so the book that we're going to talk about next and the kiss scene that we're going to talk about next is from a series called falling kingdoms by Morgan Rhodes I think there's six books in the series it's been out for a little while lots of love triangles and things like that so if you don't like love triangles you won't like the book but there are some really good scenes. It's kind of a slow burn, which I love. So Amber's favorite scene or kiss scene from this book is different than my favorite kiss scene. So why don't you talk about yours first, Amber, since yours actually happens chronologically before mine.
1: Yes. So the two main characters of this story is Magnus and Cleo, and they are from opposing kingdoms, and they are in a forced marriage. And so the idea is they're supposed to hate each other, But Which they Oiler, legitimately
0: do because she killed her, her love, and his family basically came over and took over his kingdom, and because of well, that, killed her father and all these things.
1: Right. Well, she hates him. He doesn't hate her. He's never hated her.
0: Well, he was raised. Okay, so he cold- was raised
1: to hate her and supposed to hate her in his in her kingdom, but he never could. Anyway, but you have to read the story to figure that out. But. The point of the story that I love of their kiss is they are on a, they get married and they're on this marriage tour through the kingdoms. And they're supposedly showing that they're this happy, blissful newlyweds, which they absolutely are not. There's been a lot of tensions through this like tour that they've been going on. And they, the end of the tour is they go back to his kingdom. They're on a balcony in front of all these people and they're, you know, saying like we're so happy, and he's talking about how he admires his wife, and she's so lovely, and all this stuff. And she's thinking, to, she's like, wow, he's really doing a good job about lying about this. <laughs> he's really putting um, on a show. Really putting on a show. And so they step away, and they're standing there, kind of waving to the crowd, and the crowd is like chanting, like kiss, 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 which they've never kissed because they basically don't ever, barely even talk because there's so much tension between them in this unhappy marriage so there's the part so the crowd starts chanting something and she says what are they saying and magnus's jaw tenses and someone says to her a kiss the crowd wishes for you guys to kiss to show your love with a kiss and magnus turns his head away saying yeah i'm not interested in such irrelevant public displays and they say well you may not, but they want, they want to hear that. So the, crowd, so the crowd's can't chanting, kiss, kiss, kiss. And so Cleo says, I don't know. Cleo began, sickened by the thought of it. How far is she willing to go to appear agreeable? Quite honestly, it seems like a bad. Magnus took a hold of her right arm and turned her around. Before she could say another word, he put his hand behind her neck, drew her closer to him and kissed her. Every muscle in her body stiffened. It was the sensation of being a bird caught in a hunter's trap. Her wings screamed out for her to fly away as fast as, and as far as possible, but he held her firmly in place, his mouth against her, soft but demanding a response. She gripped the front of his shirt. It was all too much. She wasn't sure if she was pushing him away or pulling him closer. Much like diving into deep water, she had no idea which way would find her air to breathe or which way would drag her down deeper into the depths where she surely should drown. And for a moment... Just for a moment, she found it didn't seem to matter. The warmth of his body against hers on such a cold day, his now familiar scent of sandalwood, the heat of his mouth against hers, it all made her head spin and logic fell away. When he pulled back, her lips felt as if they'd been set ablaze, a fire that continued to burn as bright as the flames now spreading across her cheeks. Magnus leaned closer so he could whisper in her ear, his breath hot against her already flushed skin. Don't worry, princess. It was the first and the last. Good. Cleo let go of him and moved off the balcony. So the reason why I like that kiss is because the epic scene of it, right? There are all these people, people, all these chanting, and she's trying to blow it off. But I love how he just grabs her hand and kisses her. And I think he kisses her because he wants to kiss her. It's almost like his moment because magnus pretty much doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do and there's no
0: hallway involved in this one or walls so
1: no but they're (laughs) on a balcony in a castle with all these people and that
0: that is another a good scene where you're forced to kiss when you don't want
1: to kiss and then the kiss is surprisingly pleasant (laughs) yes so again that was not a kiss of love but they kissed and there was definitely it evoked it kind of lit a fire and kind of changed the tide a little bit for these two after Mm -hmm. that moment.
0: Like you said, they kind of, they haven't really spent a lot of time with one another and talking about their feelings or emotions. They try to actually avoid each other, but circumstances keep kind of throwing them together and they end up being put in certain situations. And so throughout that book, when that kiss happens, I know it happens before this one. So kiss that I like happens towards the end of the book and so throughout this book you kind of see that those feelings building and building kind of like that slow burn and then there comes a point and this is when the kiss that i really like happens is magnus keeps doing all these things to kind of to protect her or to show her that he actually does care but he doesn't really admit that he's doing these things for those reasons and so in fact his father actually wants to kill cleo and Magnus ends up killing his father's guard and saving her. Then they're kind of on the run, or they're trying to get somewhere quickly. And she keeps asking him, "Why did you do that? Why have you been doing these things?" And he just keeps ignoring her. He won't answer the question. There comes a point when they're stuck in a room together, and again, she kind of has been badgering him, like, "Why? What do you want from me? Why are you doing these things to help me?" And finally, I'm, they're kind of stuck together. And so I think finally he decides to just sort of lay it out there on the table and he talks about how he's always wanted to be like his dad he's wanted to be smart and cunning and resourceful and his dad's a bad guy like his dad's not somebody you want to look up to but Magnus has always tried to impress his dad and to kind of follow in his dad's footsteps so he tries to be mean and ruthless and all these things, but he, in his heart, he's not that way. And so he feels like he's a failure because he's not becoming like his father. And so at this point, I f- he's kind of admitting these things to her and she's like, you're wrong. Like he, he thinks he's, he's nothing. He thinks that he's kind of just lower than dirt. He's useless or whatever. And she's like, well, you're wrong. And this is kind of like the, a big turning point for them because they've never really laid their feelings out expose them to one another and here he is kind of opening himself up to her and exposing himself up to her and she's just sort of there barely barely breathing totally listening to him um, and wants to to know what's in this boy's heart finally he just gets down to the heart of it and he was telling her the reasons why he's been doing all these things is because in her he sees Hope and light, and his father is like a black spot on his soul. Where she, when he looks at her and he's with her, he sees light and he feels light. And then he says, "I, I don't want that light to be extinguished." Of course, she's like flabbergasted at this. At this, she didn't expect to get that kind of answer. And so she's kind of laughing, and he thinks that she's laughing at him. He, he said, "What's so funny?" You know, she's like, "Well, you know, just something that my friend Nick said one time." He's like, "What what did Nick say?" And then she says. He thought that I would fall in love with you. Magnus is like, what an idiotic thing to say. And she's like, I know, I know, because I hate you. And then the next second, she's kissing him. And they're kissing. She doesn't even know how they came together. They just did. They ended up together kissing. It was kind of a, a desperate kiss. It was spontaneous, even a little bit violent but it was so necessary at this time for them because all of this has been building for so long. And so it just now overflowed. And I don't even think they understood why they were kissing. They just knew that they were. It was kind of a kiss of contrast. Um, And their relationship has always kind of been a, a relationship of contrast, a hate and love, cruel and kind, strong and weak. And so I feel like this kiss also was the same. Like there was a lot of emotion and tenderness behind it, but at the same time, it was a little bit violent and, and desperate and consuming and so I think that it was all just written very well and put down on paper very well so that's what makes it one of my favorite kisses
1: it's a good kiss
0: I feel like I like the ones that are more there's kind of like a like for example Magnus and Clea like they're kissing but they weren't expecting to kiss and they you know and with the cheat sheet kind of the same thing like they're they wanted to kiss each other but they weren't supposed to cross that line or with Weekend hunt the flame he's an assassin and and he was just kissing her to get her mind cleared you know like those re- mm. those kisses where you don't really need to or expect to or want to kiss a person but it happens and so so I guess I, I kind of like falling into those kisses I think those are the scenes that I like
1: yeah, I think that's probably why the ones that I picked out were the kisses because the kisses almost surprised me. It wasn't a time when you thought the characters wanted to kiss and it wasn't like, oh yeah, now they're in love. Now they're going to kiss. There was something more a little, to Something
0: the, a little unexpected maybe about it? Yeah, or
1: But all the kisses like opened, all revealed apart- of their feelings and, and opened up a new like element in the story and kind of changed the tone, changed the tide. But then there was so much more to go when you know the story. Like a lot of these kisses are, mine were all first kisses, but a lot of them were, there's still so much more of the story left to happen. And it wasn't like kiss now happily ever after. Like we're now we're going to conclude the kisses that my, my favorite is like, we're going to kiss. We've kissed like, oh crap that wasn't expected. We liked it. And it just made things a lot more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> the complicated kiss. Yes. So those are the ones that I think, but maybe that's why they stood out of my mind.
0: It was like Stephanie Garber, I think said, kisses shouldn't be a period. They should be an exclamation point or they should create more questions, more problems. Like it shouldn't be the, a period at the end of a sentence. Like it should lead into something else. So
1: Yep. Okay. Well, those are good kisses. Yes, they are. Enjoy the kisses that are to come in your books. Yes. We'll talk to you Enjoy. Later. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.